Bitcoin FOMO. Bitcoin FOMO. Bitcoin FOMO. Bitcoin FOMO. Brooklyn in the house. Bitcoin. SF in the house. FOMO. Houston in the house. Bitcoin FOMO. Bitcoin FOMO. It's a patented song. Very high tech situation we got going. Bobby, on before we go anywhere, what did you? We have a new new man on on the call, Bobby, and just tell me how like how much did you love that song? That was ridiculously amazing. Okay. If that song was a blockchain technology, would you invest in it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> so in short, uh, Bobby, my friend um, from college, and we live in San Francisco together and went to uh, computer science engineering school together. And Bobby is, uh, I would say, vehemently against cryptocurrency. Would you, would you, would you say that as well? I think rationally. Okay. <laughs> um, so that would be interesting. We've never done an interview to bring him on the call. And um, I don't know, not necessarily a debate, but just have a little different perspective because we obviously have a uh, very pro Bitcoin um, perspective. So, what would it be like to talk to somebody who doesn't? And hopefully, it doesn't go too off the rails, and hopefully, it doesn't come off as three versus one. But we'll see. Good deal. Bobby is the master debater. So, shall I start? Let's go. What is right. okay. your so, qualm? So, um, I, I guess what I want to start off by saying is that. Um, I think most of the information that we're receiving about Bitcoin right now is heavily biased in, in from the perspective of those that are investors um, or have some other sort of uh, interest in you know cryptocurrency, blockchain, et cetera, et cetera, technology. And uh, rarely is there like a major incentive for opponents to to have a voice with with some exceptions, right? So there there are public opponents. Um, most of them also kind of have a financial incentive to be publicly opposed, i.e. Um, they have a lot of, you know, U.S. currency or they have a lot of other investments or they didn't get in on Bitcoin early so as to uh, ride the bubble, etc. Um, so what I think you get a distinct lack of is a, 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 an actual fair technical criticism of, um, of Bitcoin, cryptocurrency and, and blockchain in general. And I, I kind of, I have qualms with both uh, Bitcoin as well as cryptocurrency, uh, such that I believe that they uh, they they effectively prevent it, the, the currency from doing anything useful with the exception, the, the notable exception that I absolutely concede of conducting um, illegal acti uh, transactions and activities. <laughs> so, 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 I mean, like, and, and, and I know a lot of people say that, but I, I worry that they are uh, coming from a different place. So, so I, I legitimately believe it's 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 an awesome way to to buy and sell drugs, to hire hitmen, uh, to to avoid ta to taxes, to um, uh, to transfer money internationally without uh, being detected, and, and and just generally avoiding the legal process. Um, I I cannot think of any other advantage, and I can think of a ton of disadvantages. So. I threw a lot out there and I'm willing to dive deeper onto any of that. And I, I also have more to say on some, I think, 
particularly interesting illegal things you can do with Bitcoin that I, I don't hear many people talk about. One of which I, I touched upon with Sean earlier today when uh, debating coming on this podcast. Yeah, I shared as little as possible. I thought it would be more interesting for us to just do it live. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the first thing that I would probably say to that is, I don't know. I mean, do you, Bobby, do you have a problem with the status quo of the economic system of the banking system at all? Or do you think that everything, like, do you, you don't see Bitcoin or cryptocurrency as something that could disrupt the way our banking system works, which in my opinion is very corrupt and uh, a way to steal wealth from, from people. That's a really awesome question right off the gate. So I, I think that we should segment some things because um, I, I, I suppose I could say that I, I sure I have, I have qualms with it. I, I bet you we share a lot of a qual, qual, same, similar qualms with the, the status quo, with the, the financial system as it exists. Um, uh, and I and I wouldn't dismiss or or um, or, or uh, not acknowledge the genuine criticisms that there are of the, the fiat currency. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really not too focused on that because I'll admit to you, you're probably more of an expert in terms of finances and U.S. currency than I am. I think the majority of my criticisms lie in the actual technology and infrastructure of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general. And whether or not the traditional finance system should be disrupted, I think is a separate question. I think there's probably good arguments either or. I, I, I don't have strong feelings on that, but I, but I will think, I will mention, I don't think that Bitcoin or, or any cryptocurrency I've ever heard of is, is the solution for disrupting it with some, some minor exceptions, i.e. the the illegal, um, the illegal activity I, I mentioned before. Yeah, so I mean, I agree. Like, I mean, you want to compartmentalize this and maybe look at tech as opposed to more of a macroeconomic. Like, I'll just state like really quickly, not to detract too much, that my biggest reason for being, um, I would consider myself an evangelist of cryptocurrency, and mostly it's because I'm someone who's very anti-banking. You know, I'm I'm anti-fiat money. Um, you know, interest, inflation, you know, the Federal Reserve and all central banking. And I see uh, Bitcoin as, you know, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency as a way to revolutionize that and kind of overthrow that power structure. But let me just table that because I think you want to move from that to the technology. So I would ask maybe like, have you looked into some of the third, second and third uh, generation cryptocurrencies? Because we do have things like IOTA, uh, Ryblox, uh, Byteball. There's a bunch of new cryptocurrencies, which are a new technology that's not blockchain. Uh, it's it's uh, distributed a cyclic graph, DAG technology, uh, which does scale infinitely. Doesn't waste electricity with computer mining um, and things like that. So, have you looked into any of those, or, or are your biggest qualms with the the way the technology works, or you just don't find use? for other nefarious means? Yeah, no, that's an awesome question too. Uh, so I'll admit, um, the bulk of my expertise and, and bulk of my um, informed criticism is on cryptocurrency and derivatives, derivatives thereof. Uh, I, I, can, I can talk with some depth about some altcoins, um, but I, I will admit to, to not be an expert about many of them. However, uh, part of the reason for that is um, virtually every time I've looked into altcoins, they've generally shared most of the same 
um, sort of fatal flaws that I think Bitcoin has. Um, some mit some mitigate them a little bit. Some of them push them off in into the future, um, and 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 many of them are mitigated in a way that um, effectively ruins much of the advantages that Bitcoin had in the first place. I.e., it partially centralizes some component or um, or uh, or it, it makes it able to be shut down or, or, or something like that. So, um, yeah, I, um, I've looked into them. Generally, most of them seem to work much like Bitcoin with some exceptions, i.e., um, you know, the, the, the mining techniques could be different. Um, but but the, the major thing that I, I just want to say right off the bat is if your altcoin is, um, is, cent is centralizing things, uh, as a solution to, to some of these huge tech problems that are unsolved for major cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, um, then that seems basically useless to me. You might as well use PayPal. I, I mean, if it can be shut down, if the government can outlaw it, how, how disruptive can it possibly be? And, yeah, there's you know, definitely a lot of that. And I think that that's like a giant criticism of Ripple and like something that we've talked a lot about where people just are constantly throwing Ripple out there. And it's like, if your only goal is to like follow some trend and like you see big money moving in, so you want to put your money in and hopefully ride the wave, then yeah, maybe you can make a case for that. But in terms of like being true to the spirit of crypto, having something that's so decentralized and can be so easily inflated or deflated without the consent of like miners or investors seems contrary to the whole benefit of something to be distributed like a cryptocurrency um but i think there are a lot of them that are coming out now that don't take that route i think one of them I, that i don't know if you're familiar with that is pretty relevant to your work is the basic attention token have you heard of that in the brave I, browser yeah i've heard about it yeah not a fan we could talk about it I, I, if if you don't mind, especially with the limited time of this podcast. And I would I would be, I would love to join future podcasts, wherein you know maybe, maybe you can give me a heads up on some of this stuff so I can you know be prepared uh, uh, and 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 be able to speak to some of these with more depth. Um, if you don't mind, I would prefer to for the current conversation stick to to Bitcoin and and and, That's and, fair. and yeah, blockchain. I took a, just a quick like thing you said, Bobby. I wanted to see if maybe you could help clarify. You mentioned um, how some of the new altcoins are, are addressing or failing to address the fatal flaws of Bitcoin. Uh, could you go over those? What you consider the fatal flaws are? Yeah, sure. So some of the first um, some of the first things that come to mind are one, um, and one of my major criticisms of Bitcoin and why I think um, it's actually one of the worst implementations is uh, the, the ridiculous waste in, in terms of, of mining, the proof of work concept, right? So it, it has created an arms race where literally, if you really break it down um, to its physics, uh, it's just about who can burn more oil gets, gets this imaginary token. Um, it's it's really obnoxious and, and ridiculous. and, and um, uh, and all and all that mining, right? That that's not actually helping with the actual transactions, right? So one could argue, well, it's worth it for this inefficiency, for the advantage of the you know distributed ledger, etc. But 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 that that's inefficient in, in and of itself, and I'll address that in a second. But 
but just the needless the, the needless consumption of energy literally to do nothing but to guess numbers is absolutely absurd and unsustainable i mean um so to answer your point more directly i know that there are many currencies that um, have created ASIC resistant um, mining algorithms, GPU resistant mining algorithms uh, to try to to try to curb that. Uh, that's great. Yeah, I think that's better than than Bitcoin. Um, I, I don't think it it, it it addresses many of the other fundamental flaws, which I, I can also talk to as well, uh, which is in second category. Unless you want me to pause, if if you want to comment on any of that. No, I mean. I don't really have any points. Like, I agree. Like, more or less, I agree that it's a huge waste of electricity uh, and, and gas or oil, as you, as you say. Um, I kind of, like, I go a little deeper, and, and I might, like, I, this is where I get into, like, now I'm getting into kind of the, the tinfoil hats. Like, like, okay, there's some kind of agenda to, like, take over society with technology. And, like, this is going to, in my opinion, this is the new paradigm. Like, I do believe that we're moving to a cashless society, you know? So I have to, I see things out of this lens and, you know, we, we don't know each other that well, so you might not know exactly where I'm coming from, but I would say if there's a bigger thing happening here, like we need to bring everyone into this, you got to in incentivize people with like the first, uh, you know, okay, Bitcoin's going to be the core of this whole cryptocurrency movement. So let's give people, you know, an incentive by, if they want to mine, they're going to be rewarded with a lot of, you know, fiat value. So, but that's, we can't prove that. We can't, you know, like, let's, we could probably move on from that, but it's very, uh, that would probably just be my point of view on, like, why. Yeah, and, why and so where, where I was about to go to, to is the inefficiency of, of the, the, the blockchain concept independent of the mining. But I do want to pause because something you said, um, uh, made me think of something else, which I think is another major flaw in uh, in cryptocurrency in general, which is um, it's kind of ridiculous the way the initial coins were distributed. And when we really think about it, um, it, it's it's pretty absurd. So for virtually all cryptocurrencies, um, with Bitcoin not an exception, um, the the original founding members typically have the the bulk of the initial coins. Um, for Bitcoin, it's not just them, but it's also many of the early adopters have an insane amount of the original Bitcoins. Obviously, this kind of stuff is difficult to track, um, given the inherent and anonymity of the um, of, of the protocol itself. But um, one thing is for sure that that it is unknown whether or not um, you know a huge huge amount of those original uh, blocks are, are 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 lost, or whether or not um, you know somebody's still in control of those things. It, 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 is, uh, it is very, very practical and realistic that literally, you know, some major percentage of Bitcoins are controlled by one or, or two or some very small group of individuals. And many of the, re uh, the remainder thereafter is just by kind of a bunch of nerds who happen to hear about Bitcoin on some forum, mind it on their old computer. And um, and then the leftovers are left for us. So we're all fighting over fractions of a Bitcoin. These guys are sitting on thousands and thousands of them. If this were to become the global currency, how can we reconcile that? I, I, I mean, um, that, that, that seems kind of ridiculous. Most of the other altcoins, um, so, some, some attempt to address this, but, but the vast majority of the original founders do the very wise thing, which is to mine a ton of them effectively before they go public. 
so that you know once it explodes in value they become the richest person on earth i think when people when people become wise to that uh it, it 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 it'll start to seem as unfair as it actually is um i think there's um there's two sort of parts to that there's what happened with bitcoin and then there's what happens with the altcoins so in bitcoin like while there were probably people that honestly believed that this thing was going to take off i really it's i think it's kind of unfair to say that they held on to them with the intention of them being like twenty thousand dollars in 2018 like i don't think that that was really well known i mean i think it's 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 i think generally accepted that this sort of like took off so with bitcoin these things were worthless like they were just giving out pennies there was no platform or you know idea it was a pipe dream for these for people to think that this was going to take off now with the altcoins you're 100% right like they have a blueprint set up where okay we're going to withhold this because when this takes off and and we're going to market this in such a way that you know people will definitely there's an ICO craze right now like there's a bubble in that um just because like you see companies or whatever you know like people that are unqualified making projects that are not interesting and raising like huge sums of money so there's definitely a bubble there i think that that criticism is valid for them but a little bit less valid for the, the bitcoin it's really interesting you say that because it, to, to me you know it seems like at least people keep their eye on these new altcoins that are coming out I, I think you know the the savvy people when deciding whether or not to invest in a new cryptocurrency do, does make sure that that sort of stuff didn't happen but but it already happened with bitcoin it's very obvious and also it's worth mentioning that the original founders uh, and original developers of bitcoin um were very notably in it for the um uh, for the philosophical reasons um i i don't think it was just it was meant to be a, a, a pipe dream play money thing i i think they genuinely believed in the political outcomes and and therefore um they they predicted that um that it would become larger they i mean they're, they're betting their whole philosophy on it. so um yeah i mean i, 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 I just think the potential that. for like withholding money was a lot different then than now it's like that was definitely like a large amount of risk and like an un um clear path forward like it, if you, back in that time if you tried to tell anybody about this stuff like nobody was listening but i mean it is a fair criticism such that now altcoins market the fact that they don't pre-mine and that they don't allow right. their um developers and initial investors to get free coins and everybody has to buy in granted they're buying in at an extremely low rate but they're putting it on an exchange and anybody else could go and buy in just or mine yes but there's no um sort of like free money given out um and then now you even have like charlie lee of litecoin giving up his stock now could he be hiding behind his wallet could that be not true probably but i mean the story there is that he's working with partnerships where they felt uncomfortable with him having uh, a stake in his a financial stake in his own company 
good 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 points all around i mean i think uh um it's it's worth mentioning that um you know bitcoin by far has i think the largest market market cap um and and um and i and i think this is a good bit of evidence to demonstrate how much of a, a bubble it and likely all of the other altcoins are so, such that right that like uh, um for forgetting the original you know satoshi's you know however many um bitcoins he, he mined or she mined in the beginning um it, it's also worth mentioning that um the, the the insane mining farms that exist right now are are the, are the rest of the hoarders so it suffice to say to, to 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 summarize my point here the way that bitcoin is distributed is something it's distributed in terms of who has how many bitcoins is is fundamentally flawed and something that very very few people talk about i.e a, a one of the qualms i think many people have uh, philosophically with like the, the u.s currency and fiat money is, ju is is just how um how few people have so much of it i think you know uh, I, I read earlier that like the world's richest eight people have more than 50 percent of the, the world's poorest right basically the exact same thing is happening specifically with bitcoin um so if, if you're really philosophically married to to Bitcoin, um, I, I hope it's not for that reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think I think you'd have a hard time finding that from us. I mean, like if you were talking to like more of like a Bitcoin maximalist, but maybe Lou's probably the closest that we got to that. And I don't I don't know. Uh, I probably am, but like I don't know. I mean, I would kind of like the only counter I would have to that would be what can you possibly compare it to because you know with fiat money you have a, a situation where you actually have a currency that's not backed by anything and then you have you know someone wakes up every single morning and says let's print a bunch of more of these you know like that's what the fed does they just keep printing and diluting the value of, you know dollar. so then you kind of like bitcoin is almost like a simulation of like a real asset in a way right because the way you know in the white paper the way okay we're going to mine these for however many years you know it's going to be this decentralized system where people mine and and earn it we're going to pay them to, to secure the network and that's how it's going to work i mean what if it was oil or what if it was diamonds or what if it was actual gold physical gold like at what point could we go back and say hey let's put everyone on an even playing field it's like you know when you play dodgeball i don't know why this analogy comes to my head but like, Everyone gets to run for the ball and grab the ball, and everyone has the same chance. Like, when yeah. can we stop? You know, human civilization say, "Hey guys, we're gonna do this new thing, and you're all gonna have equal opportunity to get a piece." Like, where can we do that? You know, so what can we compare to this utopian, you know, equal opportunity economy? Cool. So I, you, you put a lot of things out there, and I was kind of trying to keep track of some of the things I want to talk about. Uh, one of the first ones is, 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 is you talk about how you don't like fiat. I think many would argue. I think it would be I would be interested to hear you argue against how how Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies aren't fiat. First of all, yeah, I'd, I'd love to go over that. So number one is that you have a limited supply on mostly every cryptocurrency. So okay. Bitcoin, and that's one of the most important parts. So Bitcoin. Right now, you have a max supply that's going to be mined until 2084 of 21 million Bitcoin. Yeah. And no one is going to increase that supply. So your Bitcoin is not going to be devalued by 
by issuance of yeah, and, and I have that noted as something I, I want to talk about too. Okay. So what was the question again? So so how is Bitcoin not fiat? Because I mean a limitation doesn't necessarily mean it's not fiat, right? Uh, uh, so in, in other words, what inherent value does Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency actually have? I.e., you know, it, uh, as, as a simple definition, my understanding, of course, is that fiat uh, means there's no inherent value other than what people believe the value to be. Uh, so to me, it seems as though Bitcoin is also a fiat currency, well, although a limited that, one, although a limited at, one. At that, to the, like as a counterpoint to that, is gold a fiat like good? So I think, uh, and, and I don't want to get so, too sidetracked on this, but I, I, I think many argue that gold is fiat in the sense that it's overvalued for what it's actually, uh, what it's actually worth in its, in its, its principal um, state, state. i.e., you know, it actually does have some inherent value in that it's conductive, it's, I think, heat resistant, it, um, it, it actually has some physical properties that make it desirable, and it's, like, it's cool looking, right? So whatever that's worth. But to, to, Have to you be seen fair, the Bitcoin logo? Like that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty yeah. cool logo. <laughs> right, right. But but I think to be fair, I think a reasonable argument can be made to say that even gold is fiat. So I guess the point is is and the main thing I want to talk about is I you can criticize uh, U.S. currency for being fiat, um, but I think there's a little bit of a slippery slope because I think Bitcoin and gold, uh, Bitcoin more so, is is very much fiat. So I don't. You're, you're, I mean, I, I just, I don't really like, I don't see that one because like, I mean, the whole point, like I can actually buy the, the argument that Bitcoin's not a currency more than that, because like, you'll hear Warren Buffett's like argument, which is basically, how is that a currency? If, if, you know, I'm going to buy it and then it's going to be worth 10,000, then I'm going to sell it and it's worth five or 20. Like you want a stable, so stability is one of the key features you want in a good fiat currency. but. Bitcoin, I mean, everyone calls it digital gold, and, and it is more like, you know, it, it behaves more like a commodity than anything else, right? Like, I mean, it trades like one, and it's almost slow like one now, too. So Bitcoin, <laughs> like, it, it almost is like digital gold because of that. So I don't really understand. I mean, you could even argue that the amount, like, to the oil, you know, situation and the, the situation of mining that, it costs actually if you're in an area where you're not subsidizing electricity what's it cost to mine a bitcoin now a couple thousand dollars between like let's just like average in the cost of the ASIC, you know miner and also the electricity so it, there's value that's going into creating it and and securing the network so you could argue that that's something i mean more than fiat that that's actually adding to the value of Bitcoin. Yeah, so I, I think we, we can kind of, we can drop drop this point and, and, unless you, you want to respond to what I say here, but j just because it you have to uh, needlessly burn a lot of energy to create something doesn't mean you can get that energy back out of it. Now, I would 100% agree that Bitcoin would not be fiat, that it would have incredible inherent value if when I received a Bitcoin, I can convert it back into the energy that was used to mine it. I would, that would be, I, I would change my entire tune here, but unfortunately, that is um, absolutely the opposite of the case. Uh, um, so, I, I guess I'll have to agree to disagree. I, I, it, um, I don't know that there's any more inherent value to Bitcoin uh, than there is to um, other fiat currencies. Um, 
So, uh, but, but there was another point that you brought up. If, if you don't, if you don't mind me addressing quickly, I, I don't, I don't mean to have the last word on that without letting you respond. But you, you made the kind of interesting and kind of funny uh, point about how you know dodgeball starts out. Everybody kind of has an equal opportunity to run to dodgeballs, get them to start. That's awesome. I, I love the way you're kind of um, setting that up. Um, one of the interesting things about gold and other currencies is that one could argue it's much closer to your dodgeball analogy than it is to Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies, right? Whereas with gold, right, it is distributed in pockets and it is, you know, some people have an advantage over others. Generally, you know, if you were to mine gold, it's kind of all over the, the world. People have varying degrees of opportunity to get to it. Um, but it's not like I knew about gold first. Let me keep that a secret. I'm going to dig for it for a few years, get half of it before I tell anybody else about it. Um, oh, and then by the way, also you have to be an extreme nerd to get it. And there's no other way to get it really. Um, so for example, with the US currency, there's a, um, with the dodgeball analogy, right? I can go out and I could do a lot of things to get US money. Uh, and, and again, you know, one could argue that the cards are stacked against some people and not, and, and people start off at different places. But in general, anybody who wants to all over the world can work and get money, right? That's really not the case with Bitcoin. With Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, you generally have to be some kind of weird nerd that knows how to set up a server, that can mine, that can... Otherwise, you're going to have to be giving up um, something in exchange for that. In which, in, in which case, and this is the most important point, um, is that you have to decide whether or not you, you think Bitcoin is uh, uh, um, an effective currency or, or store of value. And what I, uh, and, and another criticism, a can of worms here that I have about it, is that um, it's, it's a store of value when it's convenient for the argument and it's a currency when it's convenient for the argument. Uh, I'm not criticizing you of making that fallacy, but it, by and large, when, when, when I hear people talk about it, that's usually what ends up happening. And so... You know, if if you're telling me I can go work, uh, I can you know I I can go start a farm and then get paid in Bitcoin. That sounds a lot more to me like a currency than a store of uh, than a store of long-term value. Uh, one one could argue that Bitcoin's so different, cryptocurrencies are so different that they're they're both in some sort of weird amorphous way. Um, but but if that's the case, then we have to acknowledge the super, super disadvantages of it as a store value and of it as a currency, both of which I definitely want to talk about before the end of this call um, and is now on my list of things to talk about. Um, yeah, that's pretty loaded. I think maybe to sort of introduce some of those topics in a different way is what do you think of the use of Bitcoin? in um, positive indications where you have governments that have hyperinflation and people are sending money there that were previously unable to send money to family members and they have people living a better life because they received Bitcoin and because this technology exists. Namely, I think this is happening in South African countries. Um, there, I don't know a few off the top of my head, but this is also happening in Venezuela, where recently they've been, when you go to buy a gallon of milk, you're weighing your money. Like it's so, no, I get it, yeah. so little that they're just weighing it at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really good question, right? So um, 
a, a, a real a real shame for those people that are in places where there's hyperinflated currency. Um, I, I really, really wish there was some good solution for them, but I'm afraid cryptocurrency is absolutely not one of them for the following two major reasons. Um, one is if 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 you're in one of these countries where uh, presumably I, I would I would guess that they're not um, uh, they're not super affluent, right? It seems to me to be an insane risk to uh, be uh, using cryptocurrency as your method of sending and, and transacting um, because of the following. Uh, with cryptocurrencies, uh, an advantage that people oftentimes uh, cite is that you get to be your own bank. Uh, unfortunately, this is actually a major disadvantage, right? Um, most people are not equipped to be their own bank. So um, a hyperinflated currency is absolutely a terrible thing. What's worse, I lost my private key and there's absolutely zero way to recover it. What's worse, somebody scammed me and there's absolutely no retaliation. Um, what's worse, um, uh, the myriad of ways in which you can be hacked and lose your entire life savings. So I think, um to summarize, like you're raising an issue with like the immutability of the blockchain. Uh, so the immutability obviously has it is one of the foundations of why this thing works. It's also one of its fundamental flaws. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can't emphasize enough how much I think that this is something that should be scaring everybody that has a cent invested in any cryptocurrency. Um, it can so easily evaporate instantaneously, and there is not much you can do to avoid that. And and right now, the current means of solving that problem is one of the following. Please correct me if you know of another. You can do. You can either one be your own bank. Generally, that consists of I'm going to buy two separate hard drives. I'm going to you know use multi-factored uh, encryption uh, on both hard drives. I'm going to store them in two different safety deposit boxes, uh, yeah, and I'm going to keep them in cold storage. Right. Um, Ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of people are not capable of doing that. And oh, by the way, it's also insanely inconvenient. The uh, the other method, which I think is what most people uh, cite as being the, the more likely option for the masses, uh, is to allow um, some other third-party manager wallets for you. Right now, that's primarily done through exchanges. Uh, this is even riskier. All right? and, and if you go online right now, you'll find proponents for both. Um, and... and if, if, but the but the but the basic problem, obviously, with let, letting somebody else manage your private key, is that um, if it's lost, there's absolutely no way to recover. And it's actually not even if it's when, right? So MT Gox was an early example of that. But but think about this: if you have any significant amount of money in um, um, Coinbase, right? The smartest hackers all over the world right now have the biggest incentive ever to attack you. And some will say, no, they're absolutely unhackable. You know, they keep your private keys in cold storage. It's not even possible. It's a matter of, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And and then and then and 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 lastly, and I don't mean to throw so much out there, but um, there's there's one other really unspoken about thing too, which is that anybody that's managing your private key can also just take it and say that it was hacked, 
right? And there's absolutely zero retaliation there, right? All you could do is call them a liar. There's no way to know whether or not they just ran off with your private keys. So there's so to, to summarize, there's all the incentive in the world for somebody who manages their private keys to steal it from you. There's all the incentive in the world for other people to steal it from them. And most people are not capable of managing their private keys on their own. I have not heard of a third way to solve this problem, and I don't think there is. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, mean somebody here. I, I want to say, like, number two and three, I mean, completely agree with. Uh, there's no arguing that. I mean, if you don't own your private key, it's not really your coins. And I think most people should know that by now. Um, they should be doing whatever they can to keep their coins off exchanges unless they're trading them, in my opinion. Um, but let me just, I want to go back to point number one, like just for a second. Um, I mean, if people are incapable of being their own banks, like what else are they incapable? I mean, I, I'm very, decentralization isn't going to, I mean, it's not going to work if people are capable of managing their own stuff, right? I mean, if you need a third party to come in and centralize these things to keep everyone safe and, you know, make sure... Oh, you 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 sent you you sent the wrong number. You put in the wrong public address. Like, oh no no, we'll fix that for you. Like, okay then then let's just put decentralization out the window and uh, let's just have a database. You know, so exactly that's, oh. that's where it leaves you. Um, so we I mean, I'm not in complete agreement with that. I mean, I think you'll end up seeing both, and like you'll see like. A lot of the criticism there is fair. And like, I would never expect my mom to buy a Trezor and back up the key, um, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with, but there are like hardware devices that make this yes. a little bit easier. They're not seamless in terms of user experience. And I would never expect someone like my mom to be able to comprehend how to do that and do it correctly. Um, but I see there being plenty of opportunity for a third party to come in and manage it for people who didn't want to do that and that being okay i mean you already have things like the lightning network and like off-chain transactions that do a lot of these like escrow type services where i'm we're going to link our wallets and i'm going to be able to put my coins in a temporary system and until certain criteria are met that's when they will actually go into your wallet and coinbase actually does some of this um, a lot of transactions on Coinbase are Coinbase to Coinbase accounts, so they have control and they can make it appear as if your um, actual wallet that's assigned to you has has been increased or, you know, they could just take the coins back. So you could imagine that there would be protocols and insurances and systems that have not yet been thought of. Um, to do that, but also, I mean, if you just think of how this works in the banking system, like a lot of this is just about investment in like the tech and like insurance and like focus on it. Like you have to imagine that when you go on Alibaba and you buy a one hundred dollar iPhone and you get like a Zodiac calendar back, and then you tell <laughs> your credit card company that you screwed up, they're not actually getting your hundred dollars that you sent to that guy back. Right, like they're FDIC insured. You got scammed. Sorry, it sucks. We're going to arguable. They, they can charge back. 
um, and, 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 and literally stop payment, right? Uh, I've actually done that, that myself. Sure, and I'm not saying that they can't, but I think you'd have to assume that there are plenty of cases where something like that happens and the bank loses the money. But because there's an infrastructure infrastructure of systems that are built around this stuff, I mean, this happens a lot on like eBay where it's just like, you can't reverse it. Like, what are you gonna do? You bought the wrong thing. Like there are definitely instances on a smaller scale where this happens with normal currency. But I think a lot of the cases where this is reversible is because there's been a whole like you know 60 years of systems built up around this stuff uh, yeah so I, I I'd really like to address this point too and it's one that I cannot believe that I uh, didn't already bring up actually and that is um, oftentimes and, and this is related to the much earlier point about how you know altcoins they take a, away some of the advantages of Bitcoin in the first place to solve problems, right? I think this is a case of that where um, effectively what, you know, what what you're arguing here and, and what I've heard argued many times that, well, one way that we can solve this problem of you having to be your own bank and one problem you can solve this problem of chargebacks and such is to, I'm going to summarize it for you, centralize it. <laughs> so well, at that, it's to remove some of the immutability at a certain time, right? And it's all about it's all about risk and it's all about value, right? Like you would be inherently taking less risk, thus your coins and investment would be less valuable. And it proves that immutable transactions are more valuable because by keeping them in a mutable system, like you would have less of them and like have to pay to insure them versus where if you were your own bank and you lived as like the crazy gunslinging cowboy who's just sending money here and there and like keeping it under his mattress right like you run you you have the potential to make more money at higher risk right so but i i guess what i just want to say is that i see very little distinction between i'm going to temporarily centralize my currency so that i can actually use it and um, okay, this is not really a currency because how, why don't I just transfer it back to cash, uh, to, 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 to U.S. currency and, and use it where the, all that infrastructure is already built up? Uh, it seems like a, a, a solution in search of a, a, a problem here. Um, basically, we're just resolving all the things that we already solved for. So, so if, if the reason that you... Uh, um, in other words, what you did is just argued against Bitcoin as a currency, which is awesome because yeah. I don't think. It's I mean, I think okay. in the same way that when I hold my coins on Coinbase, like I'm buying them on a mutable, some semi-mutable platform, right? And they're worth less because it's less easy for me to send them. And if I want to invest in something like Butt Connect, which is like a scam coin, then the IRS is going to be alerted to it. But if I want to, uh, transfer those to my own private key wallet and manage the risk of it like now i have a much more valuable product that i can send out to whoever and not be tracked and the beauty of that is um that bitcoin solves both use cases and like why wouldn't i put it back to usd a lot of people do once they get gains and because it's easier to go from altcoin to altcoin than altcoin to USD to Bitcoin to altcoin. 
Right. So you, you put a lot on the table there, but um, I, I guess the, the major point that I want to address with what you said there is um, you, you, you say, and, and I have to admit, uh, th this hasn't been my experience, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with you on it, that your Bitcoin becomes less valuable when you exchange it, when, you, when, you're, when you're leveraging, when you're transferring it within an exchange. Um, that, that's kind of news to me. In fact, it actually, it seems very counterintuitive. I, it what, seems I was, what, what I was saying was that if you're keeping it in a mutable system, it right. is inherently less valuable because you can do less with it. So, I mean, in many, in many regards, you could do more with it. Try to buy <laughs> a hooker with coins from Coinbase and see how that goes for you. Well, you know, I'll never deny that Bitcoin is great for doing illegal things. But, uh, yeah, but in, in anything, that you reason, anything that you reasonably want to do legally, um, you're, you're right, it's, it's going to be easier to do off the blockchain than it is on the blockchain. Um, hmm. On the blockchain. It's easier to do it on the it's blockchain. Easy. No, it's, it's, it's easier to do it within an exchange, uh, on a side chain, on some, on some website like Coinbase, right? Uh, for example, on Coinbase, I'm presuming I actually haven't used Coinbase for obvious reasons. I'm, I'm presuming if you accidentally transfer somebody Bitcoin uh, or, or any coin, I would guess that they would have some method of um, uh, charging back. Um, if not, they really I should. I would say no. So they don't. There, you can cancel transactions and like you can keep your coins in what they call the vault, which allows like a buffer time that can prevent it. Like, it's it's not a hard and fast thing, but like once your coins are sent, they're sending them on the blockchain, and like that's yeah. it. They actually are sending them on the blockchain. Yeah, well, that, I, there are funny. some minor protections there, but I mean, like when you scan an address and you send it, like Lou did when you did yeah. your, your CryptoKitty thing, you did that from MetaMask, not Coinbase, right? Yeah, from. But like, I'm trying to think of like any type of transaction you can do that wouldn't result in, like. Anything you do on Coinbase other than transfer your own coins from wallet to wallet, like if you want to send your coins to someone else, mm -hmm. that's going on the blockchain, and there's nothing that like yeah. there's no going back from that. You can't even really? have that out. Once you so confirm and you put in your two FA, you cannot go back. Even if there's zero confirmation on the blockchain, you can't go back. Like you're you're done. Oh, I no no no. I want cancel. Like <laughs> you can't go back five seconds and fix that one. Oh, okay. Um, well, th that's that's good to know. Uh, I, I I would suspect that probably the only reason that's the case is there's probably an insane amount of legal stuff they have to do um, uh, to 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 do otherwise. Um, but geez, why would anybody keep their money in Coinbase? Then uh, all right, that, that's that's a that's a I mean, that's, that's a huge. Hey, I'm with you on that one. Actually. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Yeah, get everybody off hates Coinbase. Guys, get off as soon as possible. <laughs> the right. owner is actually like a big uh, owner. The CEO is like a big Bcash fan, and like there, there's been some interesting developments in the cryptocurrency community. Um, so any exchange, well, well, any exchange. 
Fair enough. I think we got caught up in the, the practical implementation of Coinbase specifically. But what many proponents argue, and I think, Sean, what you were getting at was that the solution to making it a practical currency that normal people can use without having to have some encrypted thumb drive on them with a, you know, a mirrored version of it in some safety deposit box is that you can have some sort of system, I guess not Coinbase, but some system wherein you give them your private keys and you let them manage your your um, your 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 wallet. And when when, for example, I transfer a Bitcoin to you, no longer do I have to worry about whatever the ridiculous mining uh, um, or uh, mining fees are at the time. I, instead, uh, you know, it, it, there would be numbers in a database that could be reversed. That would have all the advantages of U.S. currency, uh, the way it's managed today. That you can have chargebacks. Um, that you can have accidents, that it can be stolen, and and, and they can fix those things. Um, but then, but then I see very little differentiation between it and money. No, and, I think that you misinterpreted a little bit about what I was okay. saying. I was saying the beauty of it was that Bitcoin allows you to have both. And for people that want to use System A, it's there. For people that want to use System B, it's there. And that it's is a problem on the current system. Is that these things have gone and unanswered. Um, and that there are systems and infrastructure that have not yet been built because this technology is so new that could potentially solve this problem. Okay. Okay. So I, th I think we're saying generally the same thing in different ways because I, I guess, um, so, so uh, to repeat, so, um, so to not, so, so I don't mischaracterize your argument. Uh, with Bitcoin, the advantage is I get to choose if I want somebody else to manage, to, to, to manage my, my money slash wallet or i could choose to to, to be my own bank um it, it with with us currency you effectively have the, the same choice really right if i want to i could um I, I i could hide all my money under a mattress and i oh i can't try sending a hundred thousand dollars to anybody like over any long geographical like distance with a hundred thousand dollars in, in in under your mattress. Yeah, no, I I would then have to most likely uh, bring it to some bank where and they would import it into their database and then transfer the numbers, obviously. Um, but the, the I, I think the core point remains, which is that you you can you can be your own bank with money if you want to. It's just ridiculously impractical. In fact, actually, it's funny. I think it's more practical to be your own bank with 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 USD than it is to be your own bank with Bitcoin. Even myself, a technologist, a computer scientist, somebody who understands encryption, somebody who understands hard drives, I would be terrified to be managing my own wallet if I had any substantial amount of value um, in a wallet. And yeah. I would be equally, if not more, terrified to let somebody else do it. I think what is interesting about a lot of um, some of the, not complaints, but like criticisms of Bitcoin is we share a lot of them. And I think for us, like we're chalking a lot of them up to like, well, it's new, they'll figure it out. And like it right. would be figured out. Right. Where you and that, are very, very convinced that these are, will never be figured out. Yeah, but, but, I mean, like at one point when I wanted to call somebody on a cell phone, I had to talk to a person and okay. convince them of who I wanted to call. So and this I is guarantee yeah. if you ask those switchboard ladies 
well, one day this will all be automated. They would have told you that their job is so hard and right. so crazy. And you can't believe yeah. you don't even know how phones work. Okay, so this, this I have to say, I'm sorry, Sean, this sounds bad, but I believe that this is a major fallacy that many people are committing. And I think it often takes the form of, oh, Bitcoin is just like the internet in the early days. It was so hard to email people. Only real nerds could do it, but we figured out how to make it easier. Now, yeah, that's true that that happened with the internet. Um, the only problem is, is that with email, we could imagine all sorts of ways that we can make it easier. It was just going to take a lot of work to do it, right? Um, with, with Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general, there actually is no known solution on Earth. Like The, the things that make it have its properties, i.e. its immutability, um, its effective unhackability in, in, in terms of recovering a, a private key from a public key, these sorts of things are, are the very things that, that give it value in, in the sense that you could do illegal things with it. Um, but, but basically, uh, any other practical use case that is not illegal, all of those things turn into extreme disadvantages. And there is no known solution, right? It's like, it's like we know that we have a problem with, with cars today, that, that we can't burn oil forever right? And, but yet, and, and we don't have a great solution for it yet, right? right? It's like, you know, maybe we'll figure out some way to, to sustainably generate power. We're, we're going to have to solve it. We'll figure out a way in the future. Um, that, there's no idea that we can chase after with, with solving this for Bitcoin. No, there's not. I mean, it's, it's so, so in other words, all the people that repeat, uh, effectively what you said usually comes in the form of it's just like the internet. Um, it's actually not. A, it's not a good analogy. It's not a good analogy. Um, no. I mean, my thing is that it's interesting as it is right now, and it's hard to use. And in order for it to become more well adopted, there are some usability. Uh, things that will need to change and i'm not going to claim how ideally those should what those solutions are but i think even if those things were never solved you'd still see a lot of interest and investment in this because of its inherent value in those situations where you can send money instantly or send value instantly across the globe into countries like Venezuela and you know other countries that are suffering from this hyperinflation. What what makes Bitcoin better at doing that than Venmo? Uh, right <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure you can't do that with Venmo to like a Venezuelan person. Laws, laws. Yeah. Right. Again, I'll always admit to you that cryptocurrency is great for breaking the law. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when there's a whole bunch of infrastructure around it, then you may have like a different system, and like it'll be easier. What the what the proposed solutions always are, what the dream situations when you ask the ideologues, the the big thinkers in crypto, um, it, it it's usually they dance around the subject. I.e., it's just like the internet; we'll figure it out someday in the indeterminate future, or 
let's um, figure out a way to say we're going to centralize this and basically take all the disadvantages of U.S. currency and introduce them into Bitcoin. There is no middle ground there. It, it, it's like, well, we expect there to be some invention in the future that will solve this problem or we're going to centralize it. Those are the only two solutions right now. The moment somebody comes out with some way that doesn't compromise the decentralized nature of Bitcoin, but that makes it easier, that makes it less likely for me to lose my entire wealth with a corrupt hard drive or a virus, um, then I might actually start investing in that cryptocurrency. Um, that, that, that hasn't come across my reading material yet, though. Um, I think there's some interesting things happening with Zcash and Monero, um, which are sort of like these private, um, anonymous coins that are coming out of some like crazy cryptography labs. I think I sent you that one video that was super confusing about the like have like known truths, like zero, zero knowledge truths. Um, yeah. yeah. So was the that, dumbest like, thing ever watched. I don't know about that. Those guys are like the people that are inventing. Maybe that video was a bad explanation of it, but those algorithms are coming out of very highly respected cryptography labs. So I yeah. mean, in the description below, are you going to send a link to that video? Sean? I'm going to definitely. You're going to smash that subscribe button and <laughs> yeah. uh, hit that like button because we need those <laughs> subs. But. I think that I can characterize the difference between your, I think it's okay, I'm okay with there not being a solution. And I'm okay with maybe there isn't a solution and it becomes impractical and fizzles out. Because I think invested in Bitcoin and mined it when you could do it on a Raspberry Pi took a lot more risk than I did. We are taking a lot more risk than people that like you are either for that solution to be solved and that's i don't think they took any risks i don't think they took any risks <laughs> i mean they <laughs> put their time effort energy and money which is all valuable into something that could have panned out to be nothing They're, I mean, they're, it's like if you're a millionaire investor and you throw $60,000 at a startup, like that means the world to them and it means nothing. Like, did you take a lot of risk? Well, no, that, that's not fair. What you described was like the, the situation that I think probably all of us and many of your listeners were in eight years ago. It's like, I got a Raspberry Pi there. Should I mind this stupid thing? No. A couple people said yes because they wanted to learn more about it and they happened to bang. They stored their stuff on Mount Gox in an unsecure platform and they lost it all. And like people have committed suicide because they had like literally $10 million um, that they just mined on Raspberry Pi because they stored it in systems like this or got caught up in something. So I think that they definitely did take a lot more risk because they were made out to be targets. Um, there's actually, there's a certain amount of backtracking that you can do through the blockchain where especially early on people didn't realize how simple it was and by just posting your wallet address people could um, sort of determine transactions in and out of your wallet like going really back through the blockchain so 
something as innocuous as like, send me money. I built like this like website that shows like how much money you like Bitcoin was at a certain date. Now we're made targets and lost potentially thousands of their dollars. So there was more risk back then. All right. I, I'm not, I'm not going to get into um, an, an Olympics over who, who, who takes more risk here, but uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know that even the, the result of that, of that argument would, would get us anywhere. Uh, fine. I'll, I'll agree to disagree on that. <laughs> or maybe I'll even mean, agree with you. Fine. I mean, I think, I think, I think, I <laughs> think, the risk that we're taking is that we're putting um, money in or, or, or our time and energy into the system that has some glaring holes and, you know, valid criticisms. But we are risking that those things will either turn out to be not as big deals people are making out them to be or solutions will come up that make sense and, and solve the problem in a way that cryptocurrency retains its value. Here's the problem, right? I can buy that argument from these casual investors. I, I mean, I mean mo most investors, I'm going to put in air quotes. Uh, what do you I, define as a casual investor? The, the vast majority of people that literally just have no idea how any of this stuff works at all and are just dreaming of the thing that you described that like, oh, I know in the future, you know, these nerds are going to figure out how to do it the right way and it's going to get better. But what concerns me is when like really technical people like you um, you, 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 like you, you sh of all people should understand that. I mean, what you are talking about is, is an impossible problem for all practical purposes. I mean, you, you might as well invest in a matter teleporter. It's, 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 it's as equally likely, I think, uh, to, to practically exist in the, in the future, in your lifetime. I mean, there's probably people that are investing in, in that. It actually sounds more practical. Sure there's an MIT lab. That's all they do is, is they're trying to send that banana into the next room no matter what. And right. 50 years from now, they're going to be trying to send a different, you know. Right. But, but, but I think I really I want to linger on this point for just like one second more here, which is that like when, when you're deciding whether or not you, you made the analogy earlier, I think it's a good one. If, if, if you're an investor and you're going to invest in a small company, you would never invest in a small company that came to you and said, like, look, we're going to be making a matter transporter. We have no idea how we're going to solve it. But like when we do, it's going to change the world. What you would rather do is invest in a company that says, like, look, nobody else has done this before. Here's our roadmap. We're going to face challenges. We have some known unknowns. Uh, they seem likely solvable. Here's our path forward, right? You don't, you, you don't, and 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 you, you guys particularly, the, the the ones that are that seem seem to be knowledgeable about how this works, in a weird way, you guys are the ones now saying like, no, we actually understand that what we're investing is in a matter teleportation device. We think that's going to get solved. Um, that's that that surprised me. For 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 most people, for normal people that are out there investing, I'm like. Yeah, I'm not surprised that they're convinced that this is going to be the currency of the future. Um, for for you guys, it surprises me. Um, I mean, I, I, what I would say to that, Bobby, is like I personally, like I almost would concede the entire currency argument for crypto at this point. I almost would because like Bitcoin, you want to send $15 to move a Bitcoin to buy whatever, like it, it's ridiculous, you know, so... Every time I move Bitcoin on a daily basis, pretty much now. So I'm I'm paying out the ass for this thing. And like 
it doesn't like it's not it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel right it's like why is it still so slow why is it still so expensive um what we're doing is we're investing what we're doing is we're speculating i i, I know you use the air quotes for investing because like we really are speculating a lot um but my i mean i'm not going to speak for sean and tony but my biggest play on this thing is the long term like i do expect cryptocurrency to be here to stay and i do expect fiat to die within like me i'm i'm extreme like my viewpoints are a little extreme and probably sean and tony wouldn't even agree with me <laughs> i'm expecting fiat to be out in five years tops like fiat's going to be completely so that's my expectation and what's going to be in place is going to be you know a one world economy on the blockchain so that's my long-term play um and it's very hard to shake me from a viewpoint but i think bobby you made a lot of good points and you kind of like got my mind spinning with some things um the point you made about the value like you know discounting the value that you put into bitcoin because you can't actually get rid of your bitcoin and say hey where's all that electricity like that's a very interesting point and i think you've made a lot of good points um currencies you know like it's got a long way to go and maybe like this matter whatever you called it i mean maybe that's where we are at you know yeah, what blockchain i'm not that? exactly going to disagree with that completely but i would say that my my I guess just to kind of convey like my conviction for long-term prospects of blockchain technology and cryptocurrency. Um, willing to agree, like you made a lot of great points. Um, I still feel the same way about the future of crypto. Like I'm going to keep, keep I have all my nothing crypto right now, <laughs> and, and I'm not even concerned over the dip right now. So yeah, to me, I'm... I think the recovery from the Silk Road debacle and the recovery from a couple of the larger hacks on Bitcoin, on exchanges, and on other coins as well, um, sort of proved to me that there's a certain amount of resilience that I see cryptocurrency staying around for at least the next 10 years. And I'd like some version of that, whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's Ethereum, whether it's something that like we don't even know about. And I think that that's what triggered me to get involved in any kind of way was it's like, okay, this thing, people want it to be here. You know what I mean? Like it used to just be a prostitute drug buying market that got completely like raided, shut down, destroyed, and then now it's back from the ashes. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I saw the note that you guys said that we're, we're pushing an hour now. I, I, I think we barely scratched the surface of, of um, some some of the criticisms and and th that I still hold. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I've still got this list in front of me of points that, that you guys brought up that, um, that, that these are paths we didn't get to go down. Um, I, I, I mean, I thank you guys for bringing me on and, and, and also appreciate that, um, you mentioned, you thought I made some good points. If you think that's true, I, I would be absolutely happy to continue this conversation in the future. Um, because I don't hear anybody else saying any of this stuff. 
Uh, and and I, I think that to be fair to your listeners and viewers and to yourselves, um, my motivation has always been to to prove myself wrong all the time. Got so it. so yeah. I have a beautiful idea. Okay, Bobby, you open up a sister podcast, Bitcoin No Mo. <laughs> yeah, and you just you just you just talk about how shitty it is and how stupid people are for investing in it. Hey, Bobby's gonna have to have his own song too, though. <laughs> no, no, Bitcoin, no, Mo. I don't think they're stupid. I think there's a lot of bad info out there, and I think there's not a lot of good info out there. So. Yeah, no, it, it has recently occurred to me that, you know, some of the message that I've been bringing has been limited to only my circle of friends around me. And it's one that I want to get out there more. I, I, I go to industry conferences. I, I think I mentioned you before, I went to IoT world. And the only voice you ever hear are the ones that have financial incentive um, uh, for, for, for blockchain or Bitcoin. And it, it really annoys me that this message isn't getting out more. So I'm really hoping that um, this is the start of people actually being critical, uh, honestly critical about what their investments are. I, I swear to you, what I would love more than anything else to get out of this conversation, I, I'm assuming whatever platforms you, you, you put this podcast on, that there's going to be comments or, or you'll get feedback. I, I so desperately want to be proved wrong. and I, I love to invest in something that would challenge the status quo, that would make it easier to transact money. Uh, I still don't see it yet, and I'm going to continue to search for that. And until I do, I'm going to continue presenting what my findings are. Yeah, I think that's a great point to leave it off at, to um, close that. We're, we are pushing an hour. We usually try to keep it shorter. Um, love to have you back on again. Maybe we can be a little bit more structured on one of those points or a few of those points. This was kind of just like an off-the-cuff. We've never done an interview before, didn't have too much planned. Uh, let's see what happens, and I, I think I'm happy with the episode. Uh, Tony, Lou, you guys have any closing thoughts? Um, no, not really. Well, I'd like to remind everybody to smash that subscribe button, hit that like button, set up your alerts, and Bitcoin <laughs> No Mo podcast coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs>